Blog Talk Radio. Bringing you excellent entertainment from the king of DC media. Here's the Inside Acting Radio Show. Welcome to another sizzling episode of the Inside Acting Radio Show. I'm your fantastic host, William Powell, a.k.a. Mr. Ubiquitous, a.k.a. the host from the East Coast, a.k.a. the king of D.C. media. Welcome to another episode of the Inside Acting Radio Show. Tonight's guest is Tristel Robinson, filmmaker extraordinaire and writer-director of the upcoming web series, The Last Laugh, which asked its viewers to embrace their inner jackass. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. And he uh, is also the writer, director, actor, and the humorous web series Friends by Default. But before we get to it, let's hear a word from our sponsor. Tonight. Tonight was a good night. You fought well. And for that, we have misfortunes. Some say that money is the root of all evil. But I don't believe that. Evil is the root of all money, and you, my big friend, you are evil! I'm Marshall Everett, and I don't always make money, but as a member of FedChoice Federal Credit Union, I always save money. FedChoice Federal Credit Union, federally insured NCUA. Membership open to federal employees and their families. FedChoice Federal Credit Union, a proud sponsor of the Inside Acting Radio Show. And if you have a screenplay or a play you want to perform on this show, it's just $60 for two hours. Email me at william400 at yahoo.com. And that is also true for advertising, if you want to advertise on the show. Just email me at william400 at yahoo.com. And the subject line, you can just put ad. All right. So we've got Mr. Purcell Robinson. He's going to be joining us pretty soon. But in the meantime, you can be following me at Twitter at forward slash inside on the bar acting or facebook at william.t.howell so let me just take a moment to uh shout out the mid-atlantic nostalgia convention it's a uh, three-day film festival with hollywood celebrities signing autographs tons of vendors offering vintage memorabilia collectibles seminars and much much more 
And I just want to thank the convention for allowing me the privilege of interviewing legendary actress Angela Cartwright from The Sound of Music and Lost in Space. So to support this wonderful charity, visit them at www.midatlanticnostalgiaconvention.com. That's www.midatlanticnostalgiaconvention.com. All right, so let me talk a little bit about uh, Torthel. He's an Austin, Texas-based filmmaker. In his own words, at his uh, Indiegogo site, he has a little bit about his project. He says that uh, we need a bold voice. As audience members, we want to see something refreshing. Many people live their entire lives never knowing who they truly are while pretending to be what society expects them to be. That was the sole purpose for creation of this particular web series. And Tortell goes on to say that this show is a, an extension of the, the way to reflect on everyday social questions and make sense fun of the society we live in. The Last Laugh is a thought-provoking story that evolves around a somewhat sarcastic prick struggling to let go of certain social annoyances and expectations. All right. All right. Sounds pretty good. Hey, Tortell, you're on the air, man. What's up? Hey, what's going on? How you doing? I'm good, man. I'm good. All right. All right. Okay. So thanks for uh, appearing on the show. Hey, no worries. No worries. All right, man. All right. Okay, so I know you have a camp- campaign on uh, Indiegogo for The Last Laugh. Uh, why should folks contribute to a film about a sarcastic prick? <laughs> well, the thing is, we all walk around with these 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 thoughts and, and, you know, just about society or just a situation. And, and basically, it's, 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 it's more of a, it's witty, it's a witty way of showing the world you know, where, where, where we live in, how we live in. And, you know, a lot of people walk around with these clouded facades and they're not aware of their surroundings and, and that affects the next person. And that next person affects the next person. So, you know, it's just kind of one of those things is kind of bringing awareness to the society in a funny way. Yeah. You think we all have an inner jackass? We all do. Everybody does. <laughs> and, but it's... But the thing is, it's suppressed. It's suppressed by the news or, you know, just beliefs. And a lot of a lot of that is, is, you know, oh, you can't say that or you can't say this. But, you know, I, 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 I respect the person to tell me exactly what it is than to tell me, hey, such and such is, you know, and it's not true, you know. That's right. Right on. So the last class was part of an anthology series of Friends by Default. So how do they tie into each other? Well, basically, um, the character from, um, well, the character Torthel from Friends by Default, or or Citizen's Rest, um, he basically just, you know, goes off into another, another world. Uh, basically, he, he has the same, the same kind of delivery, the same everything, but he's just in a more, um, organized society, I should say, whereas in Citizen's Rest, you had two friends who basically needed to pay their rent, so they became bounty hunters uh, via Craigslist. And then after they <laughs> accept the job from, they, you know, they accept the job from Craigslist. Uh, they, you know, they're on their their, their mission. Um, but the thing is, they don't know if the guy is actually a bounty hunter at all. But they're just going around chasing these people. 
but but what I think what's what's more uh, with, with, with that with that project, it was more about the relationship between the two characters, and uh, basically it's just veering off. Uh, but 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 I will say this: people who are you know are fans of Citizens Arrest, we are going to come back out with that. Um, um, I, I I don't necessarily I can't say when, but Citizens Arrest Part Two is coming out soon. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of chemistry between the the, the characters, man. There's uh, I can see I can just see that on the screen. So let's go back to the last laugh. I saw you had on your on your campaign there. You had your budget. So how'd you come up with your? How do you go about sitting down coming up with a budget? Um, well, basically you just yeah what you can afford. You know, it's it's, it's not uh-huh. necessarily. I mean, you know, we're we're in the digital world now, and I mean, anybody uh-huh. with a phone or a camera can just spam. You know, they could they could make a movie or they can make a scene or they could do whatever. Uh, there's Instagram, um, YouTube. And uh, I, I, I just think that uh, coming up with a budget, you just you come up with a number and, you you know, shoot what you can afford. If you, if you can't afford a, a, a big explosion out in the middle of, you know, New York, then, OK, <laughs> you may have to you may have to take that scene and save it for your blockbuster film. Right. You know, so, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, sir. yeah Robert yes, sir. Rodriguez is uh, down there and I think he's near Austin somewhere. I think he had the kind of the same idea that, uh, you know, if you have a, a school bus, a lunch pail and a shotgun, you make a movie just based on that. Man, I love Robert Rod- Rodriguez. I love all, I love all his films. I, I watched his very first one, the one that he uh, made for seven, thousand dollars and El Mariachi but yeah El Mariachi I loved it I loved it (laughs) to be honest with you I actually liked it more than Desperado and I mean Desperado was good but I actually like El Mariachi more than I like Desperado yeah 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 so yeah I love it I I, I love his filmmaking style uh Really love it. Really cool. Yeah, man. Yeah. So now, is Austin, Texas, the filmmaking mecca it's advertised to be? Well, see, here's the thing. From 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 my, you know, I I was in Los Angeles for four and a half years, and L.A. is still the entertainment omega. Um, yeah. But then, you know, people say, oh, Atlanta is, you know, Atlanta is the, you know, the black Hollywood. Uh, Atlanta is the Atlanta wants to be like Hollywood. They want to be a Hollywood. They want to be that black Hollywood. And not to say I'm not, you know, dissing the city or anything like that, but I think that it's a difference in being Hollywood and and trying to be Hollywood. Um, but you go to a place down south, um, you know, Texas, Austin, and Austin is very. Uh, if Austin was in California, Austin would be kind of compared to like a Venice Beach because it's very, it's a very creative city. Uh, you know, it's it's, it's not. Uh, you know, you everybody goes Hollywood when they go to, to to Los Angeles or, you know, even in Dallas. You know, Dallas has a certain type of crowd, and you know, Chicago. Every every city has their crowd, but the thing about Austin, Austin is very just. You know, it's, it's I don't know. It's it's very hippie. It's 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 laid back. I love it. So as far as the 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 filmmaking um Omega, uh it's, it's an independent film hub, so it's pretty good for for independent film. Exactly. So man, we're gonna jump into some politically uh, correct issues here. So uh, I'm gonna throw some stories in the news out and uh, so i'm gonna give you an option to to, uh, to respond it's either going to be legit or a pc bull so i got about four or five little issues little quick hitters here so you ready 
I'm going to hit you with these yeah. stories. Okay, so Pre President Obama recently omitted God from a 4th of July speech. Now, is that legit or PC bull? Um, here's the thing. Basically, everything that I see on TV, I, I really, it, it's, it's kind of hard for me to kind of take 97% of it as true. Uh, so I, I, I don't know. I, 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 I would have to say... I'm just going to stick to what I just said. Kiss <laughs> <laughs> your story. Okay. All right. Yeah, okay. Let's see if we get a, the definitive answer with this next one, man. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm like, whoa, whoa, this is a tough one, man. You ready? Okay. Right, okay. <laughs> the Confederate flag was removed from the South Carolina State House grounds after 54 years. Legit or PC bull? Um, let's see. I think in some ways it was kind of legit. I, I'm 50 50 on it. And, and, I'll, and I'll tell you why. 50 50 on it because. If you really think about the Confederate flag, um, yeah, it represented the, you know, the the, the South, uh, you know, like the old school South and stuff like that, and um, in the in the American flag. I'll put it to you like this: there's been more in, you know, injustice under the the American flag than the Confederate flag. Hmm, interesting. Okay, all right. Okay, interesting answer. Thought provoking. Okay, I'm gonna throw another one out there. Uh, hashtag Black Lives Matter. Or hashtag all lives matter. Which one? Um, all lives. All lives. Okay. It doesn't make. It doesn't right. matter. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I I don't know. I mean, I've traveled the world and I've talked with different people. Uh, you know, and I think that when you get outside of America and you go to different countries and you talk with different people and you know I've you know I've I've been to Iraq before and and my thing about Iraq. I don't see Iraq like a lot of people see Iraq or well, a lot of people, you know, like I, I was actually there. So I didn't see, you know, I didn't see like these people, you know, like, you know, this is America and we're protecting America by being on their soil and, and they're blowing up. And, and, and here's the thing. I, I, before I, before I say what I'm about to say, I'm not, you know, as far as the veterans go, um, I, I, you know, I take my hats off to, to all veterans, anyone that's been over yeah. to, to the war, anybody that's going through the war today, I, I am a 120% supporter of them. Um, but I will say this though, I didn't, I didn't see these, these people, you know, attacking Americans. I saw these people doing what we would do if somebody came to America, if somebody came to America, what, what are we going to do? We're just going to sit down and just like, Hey, come over here. Yeah. You can come take our country. No, people are going to. Especially in Texas, everybody has a pistol. Right, it's going to be hard to it's going to be hard to take this country, and 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 it's because of the fight and the fight in them. So you know, you see right. these movies like American Sniper, and you know, I don't, you know, like you know, people see American Sniper, and, and don't get me wrong, uh, Clint Eastwood, amazing filmmaker, amazing filmmaker. But I don't see when I see American Sniper, I don't see what Americans see. You know, I don't see what you know, like the this American hero who was, you know, just saving our country, you know, knocking off so many, you know, whatever, you know, I, I, I don't see that. I, I, I mean, I, I kind of saw it a different way, but it's a great film because anything that you watch or anything that you listen to and you get, uh, and you, you generate an opinion. Hey, it's a great film. Absolutely. If, if you don't, if you exactly. don't generate an opinion watching something, then, you know, I did, it wasn't good. <laughs> or if if it yeah. even if it was good or bad or whatever, you know. Exactly, exactly. Okay, you're doing good. You're doing good. Okay, we got a couple more we're gonna hit you with. 
<laughs> and I got a bonus one too. I got a I got a bonus one from I got one from your reel, so uh, don't be surprised. Okay, the next right, one okay. is the <laughs> the Kansas City Star refuses to call the Redskins the Redskins. Was it or PC Bull? Um, I think it's the Bull. I think it's Bull. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think it's I think it's the Bull. Like, why all of a sudden now? that you want to change the Redskins. I've never known the Washington Redskins to be anything but the Washington Redskins. Like, why would they name them anything else but the Washington Redskins? I mean, uh, there's there's been, you know, like actual American Indians who have spoken up and said that it's it's not a problem. I'm like, why would you want to change it all of a sudden now? You know, I don't get it. And and the Bill Cosby, don't get me started on the Bill Cosby. That's, That's another Oh, okay. That's that's okay. We'll go down that rabbit hole. Okay, a Texas man named uh, Dolly Tran was ordered by the manager of his apartment complex to remove the American flag from his balcony, calling it a threat to the Muslim community. Legit of PC bull. Uh, well, hold on. You got to hit me with that one more time. What, what was that, that again? A, te- a Texas man uh, named uh, okay. Dolly Tran. Okay, he was ordered by the manager of his apartment complex uh-huh. okay, to remove the American flag from his balcony, uh-huh. uh, calling it a threat to the Muslim community. <laughs> hey, I'm going to tell you this. This is America. It's America. Uh, I think it's a bull. I mean, you could, it's, it's America. You could, you could do whatever. You, you, supposedly, uh, the United States Constitution, I mean, you got the, the right you know, freedom of speech, you know, you have the freedom of speech to do whatever you want to do. Not necessarily, this is America. Like, why would they trip over a flag? Exactly, exactly. Okay, man, let me hit you with one more. And this one that comes out of your reel. And, uh, but man, I got to ask you, do you really think preachers are strippers? Oh, my God. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Let me tell you something. I don't think that they're. I don't think that they are actual strippers. But what? But what I'm saying. What? What I meant by that was they do the same thing that that a, a preachers do. The same thing that a, that their strippers do. They they you know as far as rising you up. If you think about it, they do rise you up. Uh, take your money and leave you questioning yourself. I mean, in both situations, you know, I've been in both situations. I've been pimped by both situations as far as in a strip club and, and in, you know, and in church. And so, yeah, I I would have to say, yeah, the strippers are, I mean, preachers are either strippers or pimps or, you know, just the word. Oh, everything man. Is yeah, I mean, hey. I, you know, I mean, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I, why, why do they have TV shows, Preacher's Wives? Or the preacher's daughter, yeah. pre- preacher's kids, or you know what I mean? Like, I, 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 I grew up in in the South where the preacher, you know, will pull up to the church in a Bentley, and I'm not saying hey, the preacher shouldn't have a Bentley, but you know, there's people in church who are barely surviving, and and they're giving their ten percent to this church, and it's just like it's. If you really just, if you really like track your track your money, see where it really goes. And as far as like you know tithing and stuff like that, I believe that when it comes to tithing, you can your t- you, you can give that to anybody. God doesn't need your money. God doesn't need your right. money. For, you exactly. So, so yeah, I stand That's by. Right. I say it. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Yes, sir. A bold yes, man. Sir. Okay. Yes, sir. Okay. Okay, Torstel, we're going to talk about some movies now. So what movies, what politically correct uh, movies have inspired you? Politically correct or politically I'm sorry, incorrect. Incorrect. In- incorrect. I'm sorry. Yeah, I said that wrong. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Okay, Politi- politically incorrect movies. Um, yeah. Let's see. Uh, let's see. Politically incorrect. Um, to be honest with you, it's not too many. It's not too many politically correct. Oh, okay, I tell you this: when you watch Don of the Planet of the Apes or any of the uh-huh. Planet of the Apes, uh, mm-hmm. like who, 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 every story comes from something. Okay, you got Avatar. Avatar, the movie was uh, when when Americans or not when when America was 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 discovered by Columbus or whatever. Um, as far as like them invading the avatars. You go over to the Indians. The, 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 you know, who are the Indians? Or, or like uh, the expansion to the American West. Or, or exactly, like, uh, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, and, and so, so think about it. Uh, you, you got the, the, the planet of the apes. Who are the apes? Like, who are the apes supposed to be? If you really think about it. If you really think about it. If you watch, if you, if you watch the planet of the apes and the stories and, you know, just the story within it, that's pretty much American black people. Yeah. I mean, the whole everything about it. Just everything about it. It just reminded me of of how the American black people were treated. The whole yeah. reference of it. But it's disguised as the monkeys and the humans. And It's a great story. But there's, there's always two sides of every story. And that's in every right. story. There's a, there's a motivation yeah. and, and, there's, and there's inspiration. Exactly. Exactly. That's yeah. right. Yeah. So we're going to kind of step back and... Um, Talk a little bit about your writing team. Oh, okay. Okay, you're speaking to it. Which, okay. <laughs> I mean, but but what's your, okay, you just basically you just wake up, you have a bunch of ideas, and you write them down, or what? Well, my brain, I I think I, I, I inherited this from my father, but my my brain goes 120 miles an hour. And sometimes I can tell. My, brain moves faster, yeah, my brain moves faster than, than my mouth. All right, so you got this hyperactive brain, and it's just like you know, I'm I'm kind of it, with the hyperactive brain. I I I I also have obsessive focus. So when I'm when I'm, if it's something that I really want to say or, or or speak, I'm just like I jump in it and I, I don't stop until I'm done, I'm done saying what I have to say. So to be honest with you, I'm kind of like Iron Man when it comes to like writing and stuff like that. I I I have a lot of I have a lot of stories. A lot of stories. I, I've lived. I lived a lot of life. You know. Um, I'm only. You know. I just turned 32 a couple of days ago, and I. You know. You know. For a 32 year old, I, I, you know. I, I haven't did it. Uh, a lot of things that I, I really want to do, but I've done a whole bunch of stuff I didn't want to do, and you know, I had stories <laughs> to, to to generate from those. You know, and a lot of people can kind of relate to it. So I try. I try to make it to where you know. I. You, I don't try to make my stories for anybody to, you know, I, I make stories that, that one, that, that I think that someone needs to speak on. And then I take my, I let my imagination kind of take it on. Exactly. So let me, let's step back and talk about how you got into filmmaking. You said you had a, you had a lot of things in your, your background that uh, gave you a lot of ideas for stories and things like that. So how did you first break into filmmaking? You want to, you, you want to hear something? Here is the absolute truth of how I actually got into filmmaking. I, I moved yeah. to Dallas, Texas in 2009, all right? I was working at this factory uh, right before that uh, in Arkansas, 
and and, and it was paying a pretty you know a pretty decent salary for the area. And uh, you know, I read a couple books, and I was just like, you know what, I'm quitting. I'm quitting my job. I don't care about nothing. I know it all. I'm gonna go to the big city. I'm gonna make it happen. I drive my happy ass all the way. Oh, can I can I curse or not sure. like curse? Right? <laughs> okay, but anyway, yeah, you, you know I. I'm, Okay, okay. So I drive, I drive all the way down to Dallas, and and I got overwhelmed. The big city, the big city, and uh, you know, I, I I wanted to get into this, you know, the party scene and stuff. And I, I mean, but I really didn't like partying, but I wanted to get into the party scene because I thought they were, you know, really cool or whatever. So you know, I tried to throw some parties and you know, throw, throw, throw a few. And again, I think it was my my lesson, you know, a lesson learned, a lot of failures, a lot of going into something without crossing my T's and dotting my I's. And basically, I just sat, you know, I got to a point where I kind of lost everything, including my mind. Mm. And I was and I was sitting down, and I just started writing about it. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to write this story to this, to this, to a guy out there who has all these dreams and blah, 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 doesn't know. And it was a serious book. But then somebody came and read my, my journals, read a couple pages, and they were laughing at me. And I got offended. And I'm like, <laughs> you're laughing at my life. And then they were like, the way you're writing your life is funny. And then I put two and two together, watched some really bad shows on TV, and was just like, you know what, I can do that. And then I kind of fed that energy and fed that energy. And then I went out to Los Angeles, and um, I experienced my, I experienced the filmmaking process in L.A. It's an amazing mm, place. Okay. Yeah, so what kind of uh, films did you get involved in out there? A lot of it, a lot of it was, well, there were student films, a couple student films, and you know, I actually went to uh, Los Angeles, the, the Los Angeles Film School, and uh, I went there a couple of months, and um, you know, we we did the like student product projects and stuff like that, and you know, I I kind of was the class clown a little bit, and uh, one of the teachers kind of pulled me to the side and was like, hey, you should try, you know, doing acting because I think you have a a, a, a lot of energy. I don't know. I I didn't know what you know at the time I didn't know what he meant so and then I went on went over to you know do acting classes and you know did some more student films then I got this I got this idea I was just like you know what I'm gonna just I'm gonna do my own stuff I don't care how I don't care how it happens I'm gonna do it so put all my energy and to really just want to produce my own film so basically everything that I've done so far has just been my own stuff and I kind of like it like that for right now you know I'm really good with you know I, I I'm I'm building momentum you know so I kind of want to finish this project and then get to the next project and then the next project and the 50 other projects after that. So you created your own uh, production company, Arrogant View. How did you come up with that name, Arrogant View? It's like the smoky mirror. Um, Arrogant View is, is kind of a play on words. People will call me arrogant, you know, when I was younger because I would say my, I would say what's on my mind. I would say ex- exactly how it, it was. I didn't have a filter. I have a cousin that always, you know, you know, she always, she gets on me about, you know, being nice or whatever she says. But um, but but I was saying the truth. I wasn't saying anything bad. I was saying the truth, and and people were saying, looking at me as, you know, you're so brash. You know, that, that's arrogant of you to say it. And I'm like, it's arrogant of me to have an opinion. I guess that's society <laughs> living. So I created. I created Arrogant View as a, okay, I'm telling you the truth, but I'm arrogant for telling you the truth. Okay. So you want somebody to lie to you. Fine. Got it. Next step. Move on. Yeah. I noticed that watching your reel, man. It's like, I kind of seemed like a lot of your personality was in that, in that reel. It's like, God, this is like, this guy is like, um, he's like very direct. Very, very direct. Yeah, very. <laughs> very, very, very. I mean, you don't see too many characters. 
you, if you really think about it, uh, if you really, 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 really think about it, you know, you have a lot of these Hollywood characters, or then you have these these stereotypes, and then you, you got certain movies that come out of an area, and it's just like it's always same. See a black person that black, and then you have the black woman who acts just like this, and then you have certain characters that act a certain way, but then you don't have really not too many characters that just tell it like a T.I. is. They don't tell it straight like it is. And, you know, um, <laughs> I, I, I wanted to create a character. Uh, I wanted to create a character that, you know, that, that, that kind of has, has my bravado, my, my delivery, you know, the way that I think, the way that I speak, the way that I talk, you know. They wouldn't, you know, a lot of people wouldn't get that from me if I just walked around and didn't say anything. But once I open my mouth and I'm engaged with you, it's a whole different ball game. It's like a boxing match, you know. So uh, you don't see too many. You know, it's a it's a rhythm to it. You don't see too much of that. Um, there's certain characters like the Robert Downey Jr. Very, very, very sharp. Very sharp actor. Uh, you know, just 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 really sharp. You don't see a lot of sharp black act out there. Right. And, and 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 I was blessed with the talent of writing. You know, I could write. I could write my own stuff. And I'm I'm you know that's honestly what I moved out to Los Angeles for in the first place. The other weapons, the acting and the producing and you know just everything about that came along with the ride. So you know I'm you know I'm 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 ready. I'm ready doing your thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. So talk a little bit more about uh, your campaign for the last laugh. So talk a little bit about, I know you're raising, uh, was it five grand you're trying to raise, and you got several right. perks and things like that. So talk a little bit more about the campaign, man. Okay, so so basically uh, I'm, I'm using the Indiegogo platform to, to raise, you know, the, the, the capital for this next project that I'm working on, the web series, the wet, uh, the last last, and it's the continuation of citizens arrest. And, uh, you know, it's, you know, Indiegogo is one of those things, you know, you raise the money, you, you know, even, even if you don't reach a goal, you still get the, you know, some money to go on and finish your project and stuff. So, so basically it's a, it was, it was a good platform for me because when, when or learn this project was going to get done regardless. So the, 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 the campaign is, the campaign is, it, it kind of breaks down the project and the, you know, again, the perks, it has the videos of, of my first project, uh, citizen dress it has the four videos on it. Uh, and it, and, and it, you know, just kind of go through the campaign and check it out. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. All right. Yes, okay, so we're coming yes, up near the end of the show, man. So uh, talk about uh, what's next. I know you have a, have a lot of uh, story ideas. So after the last laugh, like, what's your plan? Uh, so basically, after the last laugh, um, I have a feature film that I wrote. I finished it while I, I, I finished it up last year, and I tried to I tried to uh, get it cranked this year, but I was kind of missing a step, and that step was the last laugh. So uh, I want to once I'm done with the last laugh, I really just want to focus on that. And once I complete that, I want to finish writing a script that I'm working on, and then I want to produce a script that I already have, uh, I already have you know written. All right, all right. So how can fans keep up with you, man? Well, you can. Uh, I'm. I have. Instagram and I have my Facebook and then I have my website and you can go to arrogantview.com and basically it has everything you need to know on it and if you stay with that you'll be in the loop. <laughs> right, that sounds good. Okay, Tortel, man, well thanks for coming on the show, man. You were a great interview. We'll definitely have you on the show again. Good talking with you, man. Okay, man. All right, you have a great night. All right. All right, you too. All right. All right. Bye-bye. And everybody, let me leave you with this uh, quote from uh, Rodney Dangerfield. Acting deals with delicate emotions. It's
it's not putting. Uh-oh. Hello. Let me start that over. Okay. Let me read this quote, everybody, from uh, Rodney Dangerfield. Acting deals with delicate emotions. It's not putting on a mask. Each time an actor acts, he does not hide. He exposes himself. Night. 